0: Uh, all right, Dr. Dennon, we're sitting here. This is some bonus material for all the people who love the website. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple more superheroes, if that's all right. Perfect. Um, let's go into the X-Men. I'm not a big group fan kind of right. guy, but for this discussion, I think it works because what you're doing with, with the X-Men is essentially, you know, the mutants. You're essentially boosting evolution, which I like, but in a real-world sense... You're genetically enhancing or genetically uh, creating an individual, or you could, I should say, you right. could. Now, are some of these powers possible to genetically create? If you wanted to, you know, we have the human genome; it's completely mapped out. Could we turn some of these? And I know, again, you're not a right. geneticist, <laughs> you're not a <laughs> biologist, but could we? Is it possible to some of these things? I think, I think, for most of the the gen-
1: X Men, when you look at them, um, you have you have two types. You have um, one's, you know, you've mentioned Wolverine, mm-hmm. you know, healing is Wolverine's basic thing. You know, his, his claws are added. Right. Technology. His mutant power is advanced is healing. Advanced healing. That is one I see no problem with it, it, in the sense that, you know, all of these, I distinguish between the core basic ability and then perhaps the extent to which it's done. Okay. You know, there's probably a limit on how fast and how much healing you could do. Um, he seems to heal from almost anything um whereas but we know biologically look there's animals that regrow limbs right there's healing is what your body is designed to do um and it's all about response time and your you know your particular mechanisms we know there are people who don't you know who have real trouble with bleeding right they get a cut and their body doesn't heal and scar and that's you know basically two sides of the same coin so i I think those sort of biological ones are very easy to imagine reaching at some point. Okay. Um, you have other ones that are, are harder to figure out, you know, the extreme to which... Um, oh, why am I drawing a blank?
0: Cyclops, uh, Storm, Iceman. The, the woman beast. who
1: changes shape all the time.
0: Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Romaine Stamos? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, the, the, you know, a lot of these shape changing things. Yeah. The, the problem is, you know, way more where Mist- is the matter? Mystique. Mystique, thank you. Boom. Oh, um, we, we, I knew we'd get it. Super nerd the right here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the problem is the, the speed of it, right? And, and the degree of manipulating matter. Okay right that's not really a biological it's it's a fundamental physics thing of how are you going to manipulate that matter how are you going to get it all around you know cyclops again fundamentally your eye is designed as an optical device lasers are fundamentally optical devices so to imagine what do you need for a laser you need lenses you need what we call a material that's optically active in the right way where you can generate um, excited states of electrons that then uh, decay in the right sort of fashion. Um, so the right gel in your eyeball, and, and suddenly you have a laser. Now, what you need is a good power source for that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the, you know, okay, where's his power source for generating it is always the stumbling block. But some, at some level, that basic idea of, oh, your eye could be a laser, mm-hmm. that's so bad. The, you know, the weird thing is that it's always a laser. <laughs> You right, right, right. and he needs the glasses. You know, so there's there's subtleties there. But um, Toad, right, with his just his tongue, basically, as far as I can tell, is a superpower.
0: The Gene Simmons of the comic book world. Yeah,
1: exactly. But yeah, you know, okay, yeah, I can make a long, really long tongue.
0: Could Um, you genetically design that? You would think I I would
1: think you could. I mean, the problem is, what you're really looking for is a really, really stretchy tongue, right? Because if it's just long when it's in your mouth, where is it?
0: <laughs> Good point. You
1: know, um, we 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 talked a little bit about storm, um, and again, this the basic ability to generate electric shocks. Not mm-hmm. so bad. It's it's the controlling of them. Well, she controls weather, and she controls weather, and even so, there. You know, again, it's it's what are you interacting with, and is there a sort of a biological analog for that?
0: Like, are you creating and, humidity? Or are you, you creating adjusting? humidity yeah. and things like that? And yeah. you could
1: imagine that what you're doing is is fundamental temperature changes. And you could get maybe local weather issues. But how it reaches out and globally does the weather is hard to imagine. So um, I I tend to put the abilities in kind of these two separate categories. The more biologically based it is, probably the more likely you can think of it through genetic mutation. Mm -hmm. The more sort of large-ranging energy-based it is, the harder it is to imagine how it would occur. Oh, okay. So, so Iceman and 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 you know controlling ice and fire, mm-hmm. those I almost have a little bit of an easier time with because what you're doing is messing with local temperature.
0: Right. Yeah. Because they're both they're just opposite ends of the same coin. Right? Exactly.
1: I mean, there's always always these energy issues. <clears throat> I always want to be clear on that. But but the basic physics of it, you could play with a little bit and and see
0: where you might get. Okay. Now, what about Wolverine? Now you know, the the whole idea that through the Project X right. project, I guess, they they laced his body with a metal and gave him claws. Possible or not?
1: Well, again, the, the claws, the key step is the healing. Mm-hmm. Right, because they come in and out. They're retractable claws. Yeah. Um,
0: but you could put a hole in there, you know, like right. a... Right, you,
1: you could do it in different ways where you yeah. didn't need the healing. Um, I Again, that's one where... You're, you know, it's not that far from what we do when we do a hip replacement. Yeah. You know, it's it's really, the, the you know, the the fictiony part of that is this made-up material. <laughs> right, right. Right, that has all these, you know, super, super properties.
0: I believe the um, word you're looking for is adamantium. Uh, right, <laughs> Um, which, you know, is
1: an interesting idea, but it's certainly true that Bone, as I mentioned, is already quite strong. One of the things about bone is there's also a certain amount of flexibility involved, which is what you want. So coating it with Mm -hmm. a metal, metal is kind of an interesting idea. A thin layer of metal, metals, I mean, if you think about gold and silver, they're quite malleable. So you could imagine a a nice compromised material that is adding a lot of strength to the bone, yet still malleable enough when it's thin, that retains some of the flexibility you want. Uh, But the basic idea of coating a metal on bone to change your properties is not too crazy. I mean, you want something that's not gonna biologically be rejected. The challenge in biology is always getting the stuff you wanna do where you want it and not somewhere else. I mean, and that's our huge, I mean, that's our big challenge in drug design, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I still remember the one time I, I seriously hurt my hip bad enough. And the doctor gave me, I forget what he gave me, but, you know, a super strong painkiller for it. And he said, please make sure you don't do any other activity because you won't notice hurting another part of your body because this kills pain everywhere, right? I mean, and if you think about this, true, right? When you take Advil, your whole body is like getting damped, not just the place that hurts. Of course. So you have to kind of be careful with that.
0: (laughs) That's an interesting thought. I guess with Wolverine, my idea was more of could someone live through the process... Of having their entire skeletal system reinforced
1: again living through it would a lot depend on how we did it right you know they showed of course being injected somehow um but it's the delivery system problem right I, I it would be very hard to imagine delivering this metal which is going to solidify and not have it accidentally solidify say in the middle of your arteries
0: oh right <laughs> causing yeah. a problem yeah so yeah
1: so your question of living through it that's I mean, it's a technological challenge in one way. I mean, I can't think of a fundamental physics or biology reason. Right. You couldn't survive it if
0: the technique was designed in the right way. Right. Um, What about Professor X? Because, I mean, he's telekinesis, really. You know, I mean, that's kind of his deal. So I love telekinesis. I I really deep down hope it's real.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me too. But, and again, I think for me – the, the fundamental mental powers are, are really one of scale. I mean, and I come back to look at what we do now with our brain imaging, right? We are doing amazing things. I mean, even our president has declared this like, you know, a major brain initiative. And for science funding, it's, it's huge out there. We're fascinated by our brains. We would love to understand our brains. Um, you know, reading minds has been around, I think, since people could write. And think and tell stories Uh, moving things with your mind has been a goal um and we know the brain is electromagnetic and as i said that generates signals and there's a sense in which maybe those could be used but it's one of those funny things one of of my favorite things to talk about is yoda lifting the x-wing out of the swamp Mm -hmm. right he's using the force but the Laws of physics still apply. And, and as far as we know, every time you apply a force to something, there's an equal force back on you. And we don't know any examples of where that's violated. And you would expect telekinesis to work the same way. Okay. And so you know, think how tiring it is to move something heavy, yeah. how hard it is, how much work it takes. Using your brain doesn't eliminate that level of work. That energy is still needed to do it. Mm-hmm. That force is still, in a sense, back on your body, and you would have to support it. So in my you know sort of fantasy world of telekinesis it, it would never quite work the way you see it i think in the superheroes where they're just flinging stuff around mm-hmm. now a lot of times they show them having to struggle or you know you squint <laughs> right, right? Yeah. but but there's never that back reaction on them there's never the recoil we talked about which there should okay. be okay right there's never them having to deal with that and there really isn't it's hard to think again if it ever did exist you would think it would be fundamentally an electromagnetic force, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. it you know charges only act with other charged things. We've talked about magneto. Not clear how the telekinesis would interact with everyday neutral objects.
0: Well, what about this whole idea that you know forces are particles, like with this Higgs boson thing? So, right. what if the gravity? What is it, the graviton or the graviton? Yeah. What if you could mess with that and create reverse gravity in a sense?
1: So uh, uh, that that would be interesting. I mean, again. Part of it is, you know, we talk about forces as particles, which is true, but that even makes it clearer in the physics that there's the recoil. Because the way we talk about forces as particles, um, think about like you and a buddy standing on ice or each on skateboards, throwing a ball back and forth. Yeah, that's a repulsive force, right? You each move back farther every time you throw it and catch it and catch it. And every time you catch it. And that's how a particle makes uh, a force. Attractive forces are harder to picture with particles, but it works as well. You're basically throwing the objects um, backwards, mm. um, and then you move towards each other, and, and it works out. Um, but, so particles don't necessarily help with that a lot. Um, but we, one thing we don't know, which is kind of cool about physics, we don't really know how quantum mechanics and gravity work together yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm always excited to find out, you know, that could open possibilities that we don't know about. Absolutely. When we figure that out.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, last one. Dr. Right. Octopus. Yes. Prosthetics, in, uh, intelligently controlled prosthetics. Right. Possible.
1: Well, certainly right now, we and we've done it here at UCI, it's done a lot of places, we have the ability to hook up like a prosthetic arm to your brain and your brain can control it and the brain learns which signals it needs to send through your nervous system, and your nerves are connected ultimately to wires. Um, I've heard about both versions where the nerves go right to wires that control it, and your brain just figures out which nerve signals to activate to activate it. Um, I've also heard of versions where, I think this is true, or what they're aiming for, where there's like a a digital computer interface that does some conversion. But the brain is an incredible thing, right? And it can really learn to generate, okay, these things make my hand move, Maybe I need different signals to make a robotic hand move, but we can now connect our brains to prosthetics and control them.
0: And they'd be stronger than an arm, right? And they'd be stronger. Than that.
1: Now they're still attached to the arm. I mean, the one thing about Dr. Well, Dr. Octopus, Octopus, yeah, is his. his uh, His center of mass is kind of in a weird place. He has to be real careful with his arms or he just falls on his back and can't get up. (laughs) True. I guess that's really true. Um, But but basically, you know, that's a natural
0: extension of technology we're already doing. Wow. So Dr. Octopus is in our future. Is in our future. Hopefully not quite. (laughs) Hope not. As he is. Right. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, that's Dr. Dennett. Thank you for taking these couple extra minutes for me. All right. Thank you.